Hello and welcome to another episode of Video Game Logic. Today's episode was recorded on October the 12th, 2021. I'm your host, gaming psychologist, and with me, back from his adventure... Caffeine Rage. On today's show, we will, of course, discuss the games that we have played, Apple Files Appeal in Epic Games case, potentially delaying App Store changes for years, Twitch gets leaked, uh, all of it, Microsoft expands Xbox, Xbox accessibility features and programs, Blizzard, lacking self-awareness, attempts to whitewash WoW. EA says it needs to, quote, work on real solutions for FIFA players who lose control of their spending. Submitted to us for Community Corner, we have Grand Theft Auto modders that tried to get around a DMCA claim, get walloped with Take-Two lawsuit. And you can now buy Marvel Avengers XP boosts. Finally, if time allows, we will have a Steam Discovery queue. Timestamps will be in the show notes following their respective topics. Hello, Rage. Hello. How are you? Uh, doing okay. Uh, still a little tired. I had, had quite the adventure. That's fair. I, I was off in anime land. Do you want to regale us with any tales from your adventure? Uh, well, took a, uh, well, went to a, a voice actors panel. With Frowlock from Aqua Teen Hunger Force. So there was that. That was fun. Indeed. Sounds fun. I'm not a... I have... I, I'm aware of Aqua Teen Hunger for... Hunger Force? Hunger Force. Hunger Force. I've seen a couple of, of episodes, but I'm not, like, a big fan or anything. I mean, uh, Anita's the bigger fan than I am. Uh, we had uh, the niece there as well, so, yeah. Uh, she was really excited to uh, be able to go to that. Uh, she also went to a voice actor Q&A that uh, had a voice actor from uh, My Hero Academia from it. The, well, the dubs. Uh, Mammalian? Mm-hmm. Uh, his, vo- his English voice actor was there. And she was uh, so excited because he's one of her favorite characters. And it was just adorable. <laughs> Uh, went to a concert there uh, with a Japanese rock band who did one hell of a rendition of Enter the Sandman. Um, Enter the Sandman is a fun song. I've mm-hmm. always really liked Enter the Sandman. Uh, bought some merchandise because, you know, it is a, a convention, so of course, right? Right, gotta get some sweet, uh, sweet merch. Yeah, I uh, got two, po- uh, two of the Pokemans, uh, and Anita got two Pokemans as well. Uh, Actually, she got three, but she got two plushies. She got Turtwig and uh, and Sanadal. And I got Snorlax and Toothless. Toothless and get- from How to Train Your Dragon, not not a Pokemon's named Toothless. Uh, no, he's totally a Pokemon. <laughs> you know, he kind of is. I mean, uh, he he's a giant cat, so it, it's as close as you could get without yeah the official licensing, right? Yeah, pretty much. Fun movies. Uh, but it was actually a, a good time. It was actually the first, you know, kind of major event I've gone to since, you know, you know the end times uh, came upon us with the uh, pandemic. Since the COVIDs. Yeah. I ended up wearing a uh, uh, mask, you know, pretty much the entire weekend because of it. 
Uh, although, you know, I am fully vaccinated. As a matter of fact, I just upgraded to uh, 6G because I just got my flu shot. Uh, hey, today. I got my flu shot <laughs> last week. Yeah, last week. Well, well, I didn't want to get it last week because if I had any uh, you know, side effects uh, or just you know, couldn't sleep all that well, you know, I would have been kind of there for the con. For the con. Yeah. So wanted to just wait till after the fact and was at the doctor today and they said, oh, yeah, you don't have your uh, flu shot. Would you like one? <laughs> <laughs> Why, yes, please. It's sort of like that meme, <laughs> you know. Would you like to? So, uh, you know, I'm at 6G now. I'm, 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 I had to duct tape all the metal things down in the room so they're not flying towards me. Uh, I still need to get the ha- uh, the helmet uh, so I could go full Magneto. Yeah. I went last Tuesday, I think, and got my flu shot. Which, since we didn't record <clears> last <throat> week, I didn't even think to, to mention that. Because, it, you know... It was way in the rearview mirror by the next time we talked. It, like, you know, hung out. Yeah, and to be honest, I was a little dead Sunday uh, night because, you know, uh, three days of uh, convention madness. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Uh, I didn't play it myself, but watched uh, Adida and Braylon, uh, the niece, uh, play DDR. That was hilarious. Because, you know, uh, Raylan, uh, she's 12, so yeah, she has the energy of a kid, and just constantly wanted to play DDR when she f- uh, found out what it was. Because, yeah, uh, we're at the time now where you don't really see arcades anymore, especially where I live, you know. So, the idea of, a, you know, a giant DDR machine is just magical to her. Yeah. So, Which is neat. Uh, yeah, and they actually uh, at one point uh, early in the more uh, early in the well second day for us, first day for her because uh, she wasn't able to go Friday because yeah it was a school day and and she uh, was at the grandparents for that day. Uh, I think she was. Oh no! Uh, sometimes it seems like she lives there. Uh, she went with us uh, Saturday. You got her through the uh, registration. Went over to the gaming section because it was the it's the first thing that opens up on the day. It was the gaming section, uh, uh, console games, uh, the arcade, the pachinko, uh, in the board game section. And she pretty much beeline for the DDR machine. Like, oh, what's this? <laughs> yeah. Uh, as it's uh, bellowing, it's raining men. Hallelujah. <laughs> <laughs> it's raining men. Oh, only yeah, beautiful. a lot better rendition of it. Oh, yeah, definitely. Definitely. Those ladies sh- sure could, could belt it out. So she talked to Dita into playing it because I'm old and crippled and no way in hell uh, I could uh, yeah, uh, even hope to get through a song, let alone uh, the, a set of three. So while they're on it, I'll show you the recording if you want. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, there's this random guy that comes up behind them on like the second set, and they're both, you know, still, Braylon's still getting used to the machine, and Adidas already a bit tired because, you know, it's early in the day. She, you know, she hasn't really gotten going yet. Mm. And it's just, uh, you know, kind of lopping through the song. And there's this guy. 
dancing behind them to the movements. <laughs> and when they fail out the set, it, it, I, I cut off, unfortunately. Uh, he, he just says, come on, it's easy. How could you have failed that? <laughs> oh, that's kind of what I really like about these conventions, especially the smaller ones. And yes, I realize small. Uh, uh, but it's actually pretty big for my state. It's, they said the preliminary numbers was 2,300 people uh, this year mm -hmm. uh, at the closing ceremonies, which was down from 25, almost 2,600 last year. Which, mind you, for the state, that's a damn good convention. <laughs> Especially something a bit more niche, right? Yeah. But you can tell things were uh, pretty good this year. Uh, first uh, time I saw a religious nut job at one of these things. First time for everything. Uh, but yeah, I, I'm trying to think of anything else that really jumped out. Oh, we went to Anime Hell. <laughs> they have this segment uh, late in the, uh, the day. Uh, the first day, uh, it's called Anime Hell, where they just put together all these weird clips. And there's this one section of it where it's a uh, pretentious student film, and that's the title of it. <laughs> and, and and it's just balloons are attacking people, and it's like they're grabbing them, lifting them into the sky, and dropping them. <laughs> it's just what the hell? Uh, there was a couple um like weird uh, kaiju uh, movie uh, uh, promos that made no sense. Let alone, you know, lack of uh, English subtitles, but right. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, it was a good time. Yeah. I mean, it and, sounds like you guys had a good time. Yeah, and, you know, yeah, we talked about it on Sunday. You yeah, and Anita really needed the break because she's been hardcore on uh, school lately. So, you know, she needed some downtime and uh, kind of inducting the next generation. Uh, Braylon's already planning next year and uh, uh, going to try to build her own costume and. Uh, they already announced that next year is going to be Crippids uh, for the theme, so... Nice. Is she going to go as Mothman? That would be uh, uh, awesome. Uh, no, she wants to build her, like, her own character. Uh, Braylon does. Yeah. Uh, it, it's going to be interesting <laughs> next year with all the monsters going around. And I just wonder how many monster Deadpools we're going to see. Because this year I think there were... Three or four separate Deadpools. There was a maid Deadpool walking around, which, respect to him or her, they were walking around in some pretty high heels. Uh, there was a bunny Deadpool. Nice. There was a tuxedo Deadpool. And there was Kidpool. <laughs> That's fun. And there wasn't as many kids as there were last year. Which, you know, you know, good parenting, I guess, because, yeah, the, the kids can't get the vaccine, so uh, taking them to an event like this, probably a bad idea. But there was, like, this little two- or three-year-old that was in a full Spider-Man outfit, and it was just adorable. And, he, and every time somebody would ask to take a picture, he just struck a pose. <laughs> And that's also fun. It's just the people that kind of really get into character. They're 
was one that was uh, I don't know what he was from, but every time I saw him, uh, he was in this uh, police getup. Um, let's see, I, I'm wanting to say it's like Ghost Recon or something, where it's uh, he was in this like semi-futuristic uh, outfit. And every time I saw him, he was like slowly sweeping the area, you know, like constantly on guard for something. And then every so often just randomly uh, snap around and, uh, yeah, uh, he had a gun that with sound effects. Yeah. And would shoot (laughs) uh, at something. (laughs) It it was every time I saw him, he was in character. Nice. Yeah. That sounds like a, a blast. Yeah. I need to send you some more of the pictures. Uh, Braylon actually went as Naruto. I didn't tell you that she dressed up, did I? No, you did not. Uh, there was, uh, hang on, uh, let me, I'm not going to post it online because, yep, yeah, uh, kid. Right. But I will send you a, see, someone uh, wanted to get a picture of her, and I took one as well, so. There you go. I just sent it to you on Discord. <laughs> <laughs> nice. <laughs> I can there. I can tell which one is Braylon. <laughs> oh, that's very cute, though. Uh, but she had another Naruto uh, take a, a pic, wanted a picture with her, and she got a few people that wanted pictures with her. So you can tell she's you know. Uh, she's still getting used to the idea of like posing and stuff in character too. <laughs> yeah, that's super cool. I'm glad you guys all had a blast. Yeah, and there was some actually impressive stuff there. Like, uh, what ones did I send you before? There, there was a a Assassin's Creed one there that was. You sent me a Shadow the Hedgehog and um, Ghostbusters. Oh, there Someone was this. Up guy. Huh. Neat. I mean, I'm pretty sure that's one of the more recent Assassin's Creed ones. Yeah, Assassin's Creed Valhalla. The I mean, that is one. damn impressive. Yeah, dude, like, really cares about his getup, which is awesome, like... I mean, he's at, even has the crow. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't... I'm... If I ever... Because there's, um... It's like a, you know, kind of a combined like video game anime con in Chattanooga called Con Nuga. You know, like the convention center is about an hour from my house. If I ever went to that or any any convention, I don't think I would dress up. I'm not. (laughs) Oh, that's beautiful. That's amazing. (laughs) It's what what Rage has just sent me is someone wearing a. Mandalorian helmet with one of those like little baby carriers that you strap on, and then there's a baby Yoda in the baby carrier. <laughs> he was walking around without the helmet though, and I did tease him about that. That's pretty cool. I like that. Not sure if there's I said, Oh, that Team one. Rocket? No, you did not. <laughs> oh. I like the I like the old guy. Oh, there <laughs> the, was actually there the was actually a guy. Few- there was actually a few people there that were of the older generation. Yeah. Which was, one, which was nice to see, actually. One day that might be me and King. <laughs> if if he gets into the Pokemans or, you know, more into the Pokemans, I guess, or, or something else. 
It's like we go and dress up. And it'd be but, this old fat uh, guy with his beard. I, I mean, there there was a couple of them that were well into you know, uh, their elderly stage in life uh, that were at a convention. Uh, that more so than what I saw last time around, which uh, is rather refreshing for this area, to be honest. That is super cool, yeah. Just to, to people of all ages, you know. Although it doesn't top the one I saw last time, the old man I saw last time. The one that was in the schoolgirl sailor outfit. I don't, I don't think I saw that picture. I, I didn't get a picture of him because I didn't want to embarrass him. But he was playing it completely straight. <laughs> I don't know if he could be embarrassed if he was there in a schoolgirl sailor outfit. I, I know, I know, but I, I didn't want to draw attention to him because he came into the panel late, and I only saw him that one time. Yeah, fair enough. Good on for being to, polite, I suppose. If I, if I had a chance to run into him and talk to him, I would have asked for a picture, but I never saw him outside of the panel. Yeah. But, yeah, it's just a, a lot of, of good times and a lot of really friendly people, which, with how things have been going, right? Yeah. And supportive. I think that's the other thing. Yeah, you know, just, they asked people to be respectful of others' choices and left it at that. They didn't require a mask, but strongly recommended it. Uh, and there was quite a few people that were selling masks. Mm-hmm. I did buy three uh, from the vendor area. Uh, one that's a old uh, Polaroid uh, uh, VHS cover. <laughs> you know, the rainbow co- uh, 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 VHS covers. Yeah. I got one of those. Nice. And one that's a test signal that says no signal. <laughs> and I think as people started to you know, find some of the neat masks and you know, kind of geeky masks, some of the ones that were maybe a little reluctant to wear them, uh, I started wearing them. And they also had the ribbon game, which think of it as sort of like achievements for the con. So they'll, uh, 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 there was a vendor that if you sang to her, I didn't do that one. Uh, she would give you a ribbon to put onto your uh, ba- uh, onto your badge to show you know, you you did that. <laughs> I would have totally sang. Did you have to sing something specific, or was it like no. sing anything? No, it was sing anything. I would have totally fucking sang to that lady. Uh, uh, probably my favorite uh, ribbon that I got. There was a plague doctor that was wandering around the con, and anybody that could show them a vaccine card or that was wearing a mask got a ribbon that said "I'm plague proof." <laughs> no, I approve of that. Uh, gamifying making good health decisions. I mean, that's one way to do it. And I yeah. saw some people asking about it the second day, like, hey, where's the plague doctor? Uh, it, it, and that one just popped up kind of randomly, you know, Dean and I were in the vendor hall, uh, you know, looking around, and uh, a plague doctor tapped her on the shoulders, like, uh, uh, here, have a couple of ribbons. <laughs> You're making good health decisions. Have <laughs> Have a ribbon. That, never mind being fat, but that's beside the point. <laughs> oh, a lot of a lot of interesting stuff that has to. Yeah, I, I won't get on on that horse, but lots of interesting health information and and studies being done on whether or not being fat like 
how that makes you unhealthy or more healthy in certain aspects and how society treats people based on their weight. Mm-hmm. I yeah, get into all kinds of stuff. Put, put it on the uh, games, or technically games we played list, uh, uh, Tabasa Khan. And planning on going again next October. So, yeah. If somebody wants to meet me there, there you go, right? There you go. So, do you want to talk about games, or do you want me to, to, to do the, the first of our special things? Uh, I'll let you... Uh, do your special thing and give okay. me a chance to rest my voice and sip my coffee. So, so I bought a book uh, about two weeks ago now. You bought a book? Well, that's weird. Yeah, it's called I Forced a Bot to Write This Book. Uh, AI Meets BS by Keaton Patty. Well, there and, goes all your goodwill on when the AI overlords uh, take yeah, over. Yeah, I'm not going to be a pet anymore. They're going to kill me, which, you know, worth it. Um, this might be the best 20 bucks I've spent in a long time. And someone, um, trained an AI how to, to write stuff like, uh, pitches for shows or movies on review. Which at one but, point was, uh, I, I find on AIM. Yeah. But, um, I find these fucking hilarious and you laughed at the one that I read you the other day. So I'm going to I'm going to read you, dear listener, a couple of these. Um, We're going to read one now and we're going to read one later. Uh, This first one is. A a pitch for an episode of Bob Ross. Are you ready, Rage? No. All right. Here we go. Interior. I said no. Yeah, well, I'm ignoring you. Interior. Painting oh, studio. Rude. Why do you even ask? Yeah, because I'm an asshole. That's Bob true. Bob Ross stands in front of a blank canvas that doesn't know how lucky it is. Bob smiles. His teeth aren't hiding today. Bob Ross. Today, we will paint a mountain that owes us nothing. Bob picks up his painting weapons. Bob Ross continued. I will be using three colors, baby blue, hot pink, and hot baby. Bob mixes uh, well, the this colors. Well, this is not a, a real one because there's no burnt sienna. There's no uh, cobalt blue. Uh, uh, somebody needs to go and reprogram the bot. Bob, Bob mixes the colors together. They will never be alone again. Bob Ross continued. Painting was invented by a tiny bird that wanted to be rich. Okay. Let's meet Mr. Mountain. Bob paints a mountain, the one from nature. Bob Ross continued. It's not all about you, Mountain. Bob paints a cloud. Bob Ross continued. I went to school with that cloud. Bob paints a forest. Bob Ross continued. These trees are up to something, but I won't tell the police. Now, what more does this painting need? All the trees are happy. They aren't up to anything. Bob stares into the camera. Paint leaks out of him. Bob Ross continued. That's right. It needs you. Bob paints you on top of the mountain. You are at peace. Bob Ross continued. If you need help, ask the cloud. But the cloud won't help you. The end. And and also, I'm getting altitude sickness. So that that was Bob Ross. I forced a bot to write 
this book. I read you one about anime the other night, and it really could have been an episode of an anime. <laughs> and then the well, I'm not going to spoil it. I'm not going to spoil the one we're going to read later. So yeah, I had read I, I the mean... Bob Ross one. So I have not read the one we're going to read later. So we're going to be experiencing that one for the first time together. I mean, the anime one. Uh, it, it reminded me of like Fooly Cooly, you know how completely random and absurd it was. Do you want me to read the anime one? Not right now. Not right now. Okay. All right. Well, another time, audience. Perhaps another time during this episode. But you're or definitely getting content. one more. Yeah. But you're yeah, definitely getting one more. For, uh, that's that should be freaking content. You should just send like read a few of them. I thought about it, but I did not for this most recent ep- Franken episode. All right, you rested your voice a moment while I read about Bob Ross. Uh, what what games did you play this week, Rage? Well, I didn't play any games this week. Right. What what games did you play the week before that, Rage? Oh, okay. So I played a couple games. Uh, the first one up is Super Lunamol. Uh, this is another one of those games that is trying to carry the torch of Portal Two. Well, I, I guess I should say the Portal series. A first-person puzzle game with some sort of twist to it. And in Superliminal, the twist is, well, multifaceted. One, it takes place in a dream, so... Right? Yeah. And two... Uh, well, there's a, actually a lot more than what you think uh, going on here, because... Uh, uh, it plays with perspective. So the idea of the game, uh, we uh, played this uh, the demo of this uh, during one of the demo jams that uh, Valve had during uh, you know the end times. Yep. 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 And uh, that is essentially like the intro to the game. That that's the very like ten fifteen minutes. The game is not very very long, which. I'm just double checking how long to be. I think I was actually a little bit below the average. Uh, the game is only two and a half hours long. Okay. Okay. And uh, I will say that I'm pro- I was below the average because I got frustrated a bit quicker with some of the puzzles and just looked up the answers because. Oh boy, uh, this game picks up game mechanics only to completely forget about them in five minutes. So, uh, a good portion of the game is the perspective thing. As you move an item closer or further away from you while you're holding it, it changes the size of the object. So, for example, you can pick up a toy block off a table, and uh, if you maneuver it so that it covers more of the screen, when when you release it, the perspective causes the size of the object to change. So it can make it so that you can build uh, uh, stairs with a a couple just little toy blocks to get to a high uh, doorway. You could go inside a dollhouse, which is required actually several times to progress through the story. Um, There's other times... Oh, and also... uh, And one thing that is uh, kind of a... Yeah, screws with you is that at different points of the game, they change the rules as well. And the game is split up into nine different sections. So, 
at one point you'll have it where you have to be within essentially arm's reach. And in another point, it could be as long as you can see the object, you can interact with it. You can see how things could get a little frustrating to begin with. And then they start introducing other mechanics, like a cloning mechanic. So instead of picking up an object, you create another copy of it, just slightly closer to you and slightly mm-hmm. smaller. And they use that for about five minutes, then they drop it and never use it again. The uh, idea of lining up things uh, so that they'll pop into existence uh, by uh, getting all the parts uh, exactly in position, that's used essentially in the opening and then isn't used again till the very end of the game for one puzzle to screw with you, and that's it. This just feels like they were kind of just throw as many ideas as they could at the wall. And they couldn't figure out exactly what they wanted to use. So they just decided, okay, we'll use all of them in a two and a half hour long game. And yeah, never really explore or expand upon really any of them. And I just found it very disappointing. And it could just be, you know, I'm looking at this more as a gameplay mechanic. Uh, person. The story of the game is pretty interesting, but there's also kind of this weirdness about it that uh, uh, they're, feels like they're trying to go M. Night Shyamalan a little bit mm-hmm. with a bit of a twist at the end. I don't want to reveal the twist, but it just felt really weak to me. And it could just be that, you know, that, you know kind of just I've seen this done so many times. It's just eh. there is a section in the middle of the game that is done really well, and the game goes kind of psychological horror for a while. And that's actually my favorite part of the game. <laughs> Although it's also one of the more frustrating parts because it's because it's gone full psychological horror. How you see all these screenshots on the store page, you know, brightly lit areas. Uh, Easy to see what's going on. Yeah. That section, incredibly dark. And a lot of the uh, puzzles in the in that section are stand in a particular place and you'll see where to go next. Or manipulate a uh, item that casts light to be able to illuminate uh, the area where you need to go next. But you have to also move the light in a particular spot to be able to see what's going on. A good example of this is uh, there's a, uh, uh, just a blank void. And you have to manipulate the light in such a way that you could step on the proper, essentially, tiles. And if you don't step on the right tiles, you fall to your death. You know, sarcasm quotes, death. And have to restart the room. And right. it just felt tedious. And I think that's, I think that's the big problem with this, is that a lot of it, it just felt tedious. There was really no curve. There was a couple of sections where it was kind of a haha, gotcha, you didn't expect that you had to stand in the corner to be able to see where to go next, huh? It just... And... uh, uh, Hear me out here. And uh, Pretty much every time I play a first-person puzzle game, I compare it to Portal, or particularly Portal 2. And I do have my issues with Portal 2. It is not the perfect game. Actually, quite far from it. I do feel that it was a bit too playtested. 
and two, you know, uh, designed by committee. But this is the complete opposite, where it feels like nobody but the development team ever played the game. So there was a lot of obtuse things that popped up. And really no progression on the difficulty of puzzles. You'll have a puzzle where you you walk into the room, you immediately know how to finish it. For a good 60-70% of the game. You'll have the next, like, you know, 10-15% uh, may take a, a minute to figure out what's going on. And then the rest of it is, you know, very obtuse, have to figure out exactly what the developer was thinking. Or it's a hidden object thing going on. And there's a lot, and there was, I was trying to say a lot, there was a few times where it was just, okay, look around the room for the one thing that's interactable, and that's the solution. And that's just not fun. Or at least yeah. not fun to me. And I, I really wanted to like this game. I was really looking forward to playing it when it was announced to come to Game Pass. And it's just, it, it's hard to justify a $20 game for this. When there's yeah, very little going on in it, and it might just be you know yeah you know, I'm yeah you know, missing the or missing the charm of the story or missing this amazing story with it because I was just kind of done with it when I was in like chapter eight. And I just wanted it to be over, yeah. and it's not a good sign when I want a game to be over. I'm done with it, and the game is two and a half fucking hours long. Not a good sign. No. Yeah, with with puzzle games, typically you want there to be, or with this type of puzzle game, uh, you want there to be a few well-honed, solid mechanics that work well together to form decently complex puzzles. Almost never does the shotgun approach work. Yeah, it just felt really weird that... Okay, all of a sudden your uh, your perspective power is completely replaced with this different clothing power. Or, uh, what was the other one that really popped up for a while? I mean, it, it just felt like they were using game mechanics to just completely forget about them. Th- this felt like it just needed more time on the, uh, on the drawing board. Yeah. Certainly it's important to cut ideas uh sometimes even ideas that you're really really attached to and like a lot just because it yeah, makes the project a lot yeah, there's tighter an idea in writing called kill your children yeah not literally but the idea is that uh your uh, writing is your child you know and sometimes you, know, you have to let something go you know you have to you know kill that one plot point that you really liked or that one scene that you thought was just so damn cool because it just doesn't fit. Yep. And this is one of those that if if you're not heavily invested in the story or the, yeah, kind of the idea of the story, because honestly, right? Yeah. There's just not a lot going on game mechanic wise. It, it, it's, it never had that eureka moment. You know, that, yeah, figuring out a complex uh, solution to a puzzle like you would do in Portal. In Portal? <clears throat> Where it's, oh, I got it. You do this, this, and this. All the puzzles were 
honestly too simple. Even coming up to Endgame, their idea of uh, complexity was hiding the solution uh, by you know just dark areas by hiding the one object that you could interact with. Now there are collectibles that I did not collect that might unlock some more of the story. I don't think so though. Uh, all the different areas have hidden stuff that you could eventually or you know, figure out a way to get to, and I inadvertently found a few trying to. Uh, just go through the game. Uh, but honestly, I doubt they'll add much outside of just you know, a little bit of replay value. Yeah. But yeah, it's just... Eh. All right. Well, that sucks. Because I remember uh, liking the Superliminal demo. I, I would suggest you play it. Because there may be... It may be where I'm more of a game mechanic guy instead of a story guy. Uh... It felt empty to me, but with it being more of a narrative title, honestly, at times it's more walking simulator. The the entire horror section, there's a lot of times where it is walking simulator. Okay. Yeah, maybe I I will in the next week or two. I'll put it on I'll put it on my list. I mean it's on Game Pass, so yeah. Fair enough. Um yeah, so I played two games that are extremely, extremely similar. I might actually wind up talking about these two together. So I played Sonic Adventures and Sonic Adventures 2. They were on sale on Steam, and I got both of them for like three bucks. Um, I had never played the original Sonic Adventures. I had played Sonic Adventure 2 on, I believe, GameCube in like the early... 2000s um it might have been xbox i cannot remember what platforms it was on and i, well, I really... didn't have blast processing <laughs> it did not but i i really liked sonic adventures too it was a fun game and i'll i'll talk you know more in depth about it here in a second but i was like well you know it's three bucks for both games you know I'll just get both of them i'll play the first sonic adventures you know the graphics are very dated but you know it's it seems like it's got the same sort of uh, features or not features, but gameplay elements is the second one. And they, you know, maybe a little rougher around the edges, but um, you know, to say it's rougher around the edges would be very generous, very much an understatement. Sonic adventures is terrible. And maybe it was maybe at the time it was, you know, liked or did something new and interesting that people really enjoyed and appreciated. And the second one just like improved on it you know, vastly improved on it. But I found it to be nigh unplayable. Um, some of those things, like, it, it lacks modern, like, tooltips to explain things to you. It lacks um, certain modern things, I guess, that you think of as convenience, like fine camera control and specifically vertical camera control. You've only got horizontal camera control, which in a 3D platformer is... No bueno. Um, it uses lots of fixed camera angles. It doesn't use tank controls, thank God, because that would—I mean—that would ruin the platforming even more than it already, I, in my opinion, is messed up. Um, and it just controls Sonic. Just controls like a mess. Like he's just like a a limp, wobbly noodle that kind of is like. Rolling around all over the place. So you just need to dangle a chili dog out in front of him. But yeah, you know that that might do it. Give him a chili dog. 
The biggest issue... Yeah, then the diarrhea just propels him forward. The biggest adventure with Sonic Adventures, in my opinion, is they don't capture the essence of speed that they need to for Sonic. And I, I think that's a criticism criticism that gets labeled very... Or, you know, le- levied very fairly at a lot of Sonic games. They just don't, ca- you know, capture the essence of, like, you're supposed to be, like, you know, this ridiculously fast, uh, you know, creature, character running around doing stuff. Um, maybe in it's... Yeah. But maybe in its original incarnation, it did a better job. I mean, the game does run at, um, you know, an uncapped frame rate with, you know, it's all very smooth. It, and the lacking of, you know, sort of the the fuzziness that CRT monitors and TVs, you know, add, like, let you get away with the few graphical things, um, you know, the, that soft edges and, and blurring that kind of comes with it compared to a modern day, uh, you know, 1080p or higher resolution display. Um, that could be part of the issue as well. Just, you know, the era that this game was created for and its idea doesn't work with modern technology because you can't hide anything. Um, the gist of the game, though, now that I've, I've bitched about it for a few minutes, the gist of the game is that, it, you know, you're playing Sonic um, and the game is divided more or less roughly into three sections. The first section being 3D versions of uh, 2D Sonic maps. So, um, you know, they're linear maps. There might be an alternate path here or there, but you're going fast, you're collecting rings, you're bouncing and rolling around, and the goal is to get to the end um, as fast as possible but also just generally like, you know, get to the end. And there's some set pieces like, um, you know, the camera will flip around and this is, this is a common one that shows up frequently. The, the camera will flip around and there'll be something behind you chasing you, uh, kind of a la crash bandicoot style. That's like destroying the level behind you. And if you only, it's way closer (laughs) the camera. Yeah. Only it's way closer, but, um, you know, that, that kind of thing. Um, there's like a whale, there's like a tank that does it. Um, there's uh, a boat, you know, just sort of generic things like crashing towards you. So, and I'm sure there are more, but that that's sort of like the, the one major section of the game. The other major section are sort of more free roaming platform, puzzle platforming sections. Um, the levels are still somewhat linear, but the emphasis is, is not on, you know, gotta go fast, but on, well, let's do the whole 3D platforming thing of the late 90s and early 2000s um, to get to the end of the level. So, you know, think Super Mario 64, but with more linear levels or, um, you know, something along those lines. Uh, the the mascot platformer, I guess, of the late 90s and early 2000s. That That's kind of what it's doing. And you have, you know, characters from Sonic, Sonic, Tails, um. Uh, okay, I don't know a lot of the, the Sonic characters. Uh, Knuckles is in this one. Um, who's the like Sonic girlfriend? Amy. I think Amy's in the first uh, one. Sure. I think Amy's in the first one. She's definitely uh, well. In the well, depending one. on uh, depending on the uh, who's writing it, it could be Tails. Well, Tails is in there, but also uh, wait, I was never mind. About I see the girlfriend. What yeah, no, I see what you. I see what you did there. I can't believe you missed that one. I didn't. I didn't pick it up as fast because I was trying to think of the characters. But anyways, um, so yeah, three D, you know, sort of platforming sections that are somewhat linear, but 
you know, a little more open-ended, a la Mario 64 or whatever. And then the third section of the game is this little, ch- uh, I think it's called the, the Chow Garden, um, where that you have got like these little sort of chibi anime creatures that you hatch from eggs and you raise. Um, and as you go through the levels, you can collect things to give them like food um, and other like treats that makes them stronger. And they just grow and they get cute. And there's some mini games that you can do with them. Um, and you go through a story where you fight Dr. Robotnik slash Eggman, um, depending on your, you know, translation or when you started with the series. Um, and also if it's Jim Carrey or not. Very true. But, you know, that's that's the the first one. Um, and it's I think it's just terrible. And I don't know how much of that, again, is the game itself being bad versus just it is a product of its time and it doesn't work well in a modern environment. Um, yeah, I don't I don't know which is which. Uh, the second one, Sonic Adventures 2, um, more or less the same of how I just described the first one, except better in every single way. So still, there's three main you know, portions to the game. There are linear, like ultra linear Sonic levels um, that uh, have got better graphics, better controls, both in terms of how Sonic or other characters, um, because more characters than just Sonic do those. Um, But, you know, better better controls for the character, better controls for the camera. Um, There's a lot more things you can do during them like um you get some attacks that you can use and some of the levels rely on you being able to do aerial attacks and stuff like that um sonic gets a cool snowboard thing and can do tricks which is neat i guess um i already mentioned this but it's so good i'm gonna mention it twice the soundtrack is amazing for sonic adventures 2 um then it's got the open world and th- these are these are open world 3D platforming sections they're no longer you know walled off they are you know Mario 64 levels or whatever but with Sonic um and they are a lot of fun i generally don't like 3D platformers and maybe this is just like nostalgia being like oh yeah you played this when you were a kid and it was great and you loved it like it could be nostalgia being like ah yes remember this but I, I do enjoy this. Um, there are more characters from the Sonic universe. Um, Sonic, Amy, Knuckles, Tails. Um, I can't remember the, the name of the Batgirl. She's got big tits, though. Like, that's that's her thing. She's a Batgirl with big tits and sharp teeth, and she dates Knuckles. Um, Shadow the Hedgehog is in this one, and he's working with Sonic. They're the just to the story as they're trying to track down the chaos emeralds and do go super saiyan or whatever. I don't know whatever the chaos emeralds do. Um, and that's, that's a lot of fun. Um, there's the chow garden again, and it's just expanded. You can have more chow at once. There's more little mini games. There's more stuff to give them. They're even cuter. Uh, and then it adds an quote unquote evil mode that, you can play as Dr. Robotnik and a number of um, his minion characters, and it's completely different gameplay. Like, he's got, um, you know, many of his classic uh, robots and gadgets and other things, and it's more of a shooter, um, sort of a, a cartoon, you know, late 90s 
early 2000s third person shooter. Um, <clears throat> it's a lot of fun. I haven't played it as much as the the quote unquote hero storyline, but it's still fun. Um, solid seven out of ten. You know, levels of gameplay. Like I enjoy it. I definitely get something extra out of it from remembering it so fondly as a kid. You know that definitely. Like I would be lying if I didn't say that was part of why I liked it so much. Um, if you if you like Sonic and you've never played Sonic Adventures before, maybe because you didn't have a GameCube or you know you had heard that all of the 3D Sonics are absolute garbage trash and not worth your time, maybe give this one a shot. Especially if you can find it like I did on sale for. You know, I think it was I think it was two bucks because it wasn't a bundle. I I bought each of them separately and it was less than three dollars. I think Sonic Adventures 2 was like two dollars and Sonic Adventures 1 was like 79 cents or something. So for two bucks, worth it. Um, How much is it? Let me look it up. How much is it right now? Store page Sonic Adventures 2. Currently, it's ten bucks. I think that's probably too much unless you're a huge Sonic fan. Um, you could play it using the Dolphin emulator for free. Yeah, but oh. that's piracy, and we wouldn't condone that now, would we? <clears throat> uh, raise, the, yar, raise the Jolly Roger. So yeah, Sonic Adventures 1 and 2. 1 is trash, 2 is a treasure. Well, let's talk about some more trash. Please do. Uh, I, I think... I just don't have the patience for these physics-based uh, platformers. I, I too played a, a third-person platformer. Uh, this is called I Am Fish. This is from uh, uh, Curve Digital. This is the same de- uh, developers that did Surgeon Simulator. Um, uh, they have a couple of... Uh, very annoying to control games. They did and, I Am Bread, right? Yeah. Yeah, matter of fact, part of the story is essentially uh, they're fed the bread from I Am Bread. Uh, uh, the, the sentient bread that gives them intelligence. And they uh, uh, form a bond. It, there's four fish in this uh, in this game that all have different abilities. And there's a flying fish, there's a puffer fish, there's a gold fish, and there's, I think it's a piranha. Uh, and I honestly never got past the gold fish. The gold fish is kind of the introductory levels. And it's, I remember the end sequence of, find, of the first Finding Nemo where they're trying to get to the ocean? Yeah. The gold fish levels are that. Where you're in various containers, and the idea is that you're nudging the container, uh, swimming into it, uh, as a third-person physics-based platformer. And it is just frustrating. There's a lot of very tight timings that just... I don't know what the fuck they were thinking. Uh, There is the option to skip ahead to the next checkpoint. Uh, if you get to a sequence that you just can't get through, but even then, it's just annoying. And I think that's kind of the crux of it, is that there's a lot of times that it's just... Uh, I'm sitting there trying to figure out how I'm supposed to get through this, or get through this, like, 
there, there's one section early on in the game. Mind you, there's a lot of times that the game has no indication of what you're supposed to be doing at all. So, the the first level, it's just... I actually sat there for like a minute or two trying to figure out where to go next. Because the actual end was to get to the ocean. But because I was going to the wrong part of the ocean, or a different part of the level, I guess, I kept getting reset, and I had no idea what I was supposed to do. And it just frustrated me. And it doesn't help that getting to that section, you have to go through traffic, which, as you might imagine, is a lot of timing that as a fish in a you know, a little jar that you're trying to nudge along, is very hard to negotiate, right? Yeah, that would probably be frustrating. Uh, th- th- this, this feels like Twitch bait, honestly, or you know, YouTube bait, where it's meant to be annoying, frustrating, and get people aggravated on video. And I'm sure that if I was to, you know, really sit with it and get, you know, get good or get to some of the other fish that have different abilities, like the puffer fish uh, looks like it uh, is able to puff up and become a ball to uh, roll around on its own for a bit. Or the flying fish that's able to, well, fly. It's just, I, I, I sat there and it's like, I could just sit here and you know, get frustrated with this. Or I could go play a good game. So I installed it and went back to playing SnowRunner. Yeah. Yep, the first one was definitely a, a YouTube bait, Twitch bait game. I am bred. So I would mm-hmm. I would imagine this one is too. Because I am bred came out around the same time as like Goat Simulator. Um mm-hmm. and there was another one that was like Goat Simulator. I know Surgeon Simulator, but I think Surgeon yeah, Simulator I mean, was first. Well Surgeon Simulator, this is the same developers. Yeah. Which I did play a little bit of Surgeon Simulator too, and it's controls even worse than the first one. Which yeah. It, yeah, it's now you're up and moving around and that sort of thing. It's just, uh, right? Yeah, not, uh, it's not for me. Yeah, although another one of their games might be uh, for you. It's a cat uh, dating simulator. <laughs> uh, you have my attention. A perfect date. Visual novel slash dating simulator. So, right? Perfect date. P U R R F E C T D A T E. <laughs> it's, it's it's literally a cat dating simulator. It's not like it's sexy cats. Literal cats. But there's also a cat devil. Yeah, cat devil. I'm into this. What should I do today? Rest, romance, research, recon. 13.9% of an antidote. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. I'm in. And one of the cats' name was Luffy Butt. <laughs> Luffy. <laughs> Captain Libby, <gasps> it's a pirate cat, or at least a swashbuckling cat. Mm-hmm. The vul- <laughs> fluffy butt and snooty booty. The vul- Okay, this is on the screenshots. The vulnerability to which snooty booty was referring is simply put: if you are bitten or scratched by an elder cat within the danger zone, you will begin the process of change that ultimately results in a full feline transition. Damn. Yeah. But anyway, I, mean, I am fish. Uh, do not recommend unless you just enjoy games that make you angry and are frustrating. Yeah. So basically, uh, ooh, 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 I could go full uh, uh, Gotaku 
This is the Dark Souls of third-person platformers, huh? <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> so sad. I, 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 I heard your will to live just yep, ebbed there a little bit. Yep, all gone. Well, all right. So that's it for the games we played this week and your adventures and my first uh story if you could call it that you ready to go talk about some news stuff uh sure so real quick this is gonna likely be a quick one at least apple files an appeal in the epic games case potentially delaying all those app store changes for years yep uh who didn't see this coming right Yep, I think we even said one or or probably both of us were like, yeah, they're going to appeal this and it's going to go to court for months or years and who knows what will happen and all this shit will get tied up for a while. We said that last time. Mm -hmm. Yeah, but But, just make it an official, right? Yep. So that that was quick, right? Yeah. (laughs) Moving on. Uh, Just, you know, felt wrong not to cover that, especially since it's been a couple of weeks. So. Moving on? Yeah. Twitch gets leaked. Uh, all of it. All of Twitch. All of Twitch is leaked. Yeah, yeah. this one's still kind of a developing story because we don't know exactly how this happened. But everything about Twitch got leaked. It's APIs, chat logs, uh, payments to... Or payment information to its top streamers, which mm-hmm. that one people have been coming through uh, with a fine-tooth comb. Uh, and yeah, making some interesting things. Uh, although, to be honest, I don't. I looked at the list. It's like I don't, I don't know any. Of these I don't people. know who most <laughs> of them are. Like there was Critical Role and Ninja and a few others that I'm like, okay, I've got at least a passing awareness of who you guys are. Mm-hmm. And like, and mind you, this is just ad revenue. So those, yeah, you know, several million dollars to Ninja. That's just what he made on ads it doesn't count the direct donations it's not his merchandising it's just ad revenue yep um i didn't i didn't pull the list up do you have the list with any uh, of the stuff actually, on it the list i had it was actually taken down so uh let's see if i can find another one real quick uh but uh they twitch has claimed that they don't have the uh the Un uh, uh, the un uh, encrypted passwords, but change your passwords anyway because yeah, right? Yeah. So uh, that yeah, this the, is like, like the third or fourth time I've had to change my password on Twitch just because of a security breach. Thank you yep. about it. Yep, Twitch they suck. They're not good at anything except fucking people over to take their money. But that's not special in the corporate world. That's that's a Tuesday. For, for corporations. But anyways, um, the uh, one thing that I've seen being bandied about is people coming, like having the idea that like, since the entire source code was leaked, that this could somehow help development of Twitch competitors. And that seems real unlikely because what you're doing, if you do that is you open yourself up to a massive lawsuit. And even if, if it's spurious, if you're a tiny company who's being sued by Twitch, you're fucked. Like, you know, thanks, thanks for playing. See you next time. 
it would be nice. It would be nice if, if developers could look at Twitch's source code and maybe they could use it for inspiration for some things and then develop ideas on their own. But anything that pops up that looks like Twitch, you know, you copied it from Twitch, you bet your ass, especially in the next few years, they're going to take you to court. And they're probably going to win because they have fuck you money. As we can see from all the money that they have been able to ensure that creators get uh, even if it's just you know through ad revenue, the fact that they can drive that kind of traffic to their site means that they have fuck you money. Yeah, I'm still not able to find the full list. There was the top 1,000. Yeah. Although you could go, like if you actually got the data and downloaded it, you could go through and look at all of it. But yeah. most of the stuff that I saw online was only the top 1,000. And some places only posted the top 100. Mm-hmm. But yeah, that um yeah and pretty much uh, every single uh link that was on reddit is uh, p- uh pulled because reddit has been uh doubling down on trying to keep that uh uh yeah pastebin has been going through and uh taking them down as well which that one's uh, kind of a rarity because usually pastebin's pretty you know just uh nonchalant about that sort of thing yeah the other thing that I found really interesting in this that I haven't seen talked about as much is uh, Twitch's unreleased Steam competitor that they've called yeah, Vapor. Vapor. I, which, eh, eh, eh. Um, I didn't see very much talked about that. I didn't see very much information about it. It's possible that there wasn't a lot of information in what was leaked. Or, or at least people haven't you know, reverse engineered a lot of it. Yeah. But I think it's interesting that they are are moving more in that direction. And I assume that that's going to be Amazon pushing them into having their own, uh, steam storefront competitor. And I don't, or, or, uh, or, or it's on Amazon because, or uh, either Twitch or Amazon, but likely we've seen them separate, uh, the, uh, prime gaming away from Twitch and onto Amazon itself. So, right. Yeah, but um, I'm still trying to find the master list, and it seems like Pastebin has been uh, playing whack-a-mole with it uh, the last week. But yeah, Vapor is is interesting. I mean, I'm all for Steam having more competition. The only problem is is that every competitor that comes up is really shitty in one way or another. It's or, like Steam's not good. Or just is uh, uh, a shitty competitor. <laughs> yeah, I mean, Steam is not good from like a you know. Uh, from a consumer um, perspective, like Steam is not good. From an industry perspective, Steam is not good. They just happen to be better than, you know, Origin and Uplay and uh, the Epic Store. And yeah, but the Epic Store, that's a uh, low bar. I know. <clears throat> so, you know, I, but I don't, I don't really have any faith in Twitch making a good quote unquote good, like a capital G good competitor for Steam, both in and of themselves and also with Amazon's backing. Like I, I don't believe that they will be good for the industry. I mean we'll see. Maybe I'm wrong. I would like to be wrong. I want there to be things that are good, both lowercase G and <laughs> uppercase G. So it can get good? So yeah, so it can get good. But um. Anyways, yeah, I'm not finding that list. Uh, 
like I said, it looks like uh, they've been playing whack-a-mole, which that's frustrating, but eh. Yeah. So yeah, do you, um, do you have anything specific you want to... Uh, well, one, change your damn passwords again. Yeah. Uh, just in the last five minutes, they probably uh, you know, had another breach because it's Twitch. Right? Probably. <clears throat> they also probably sexually harassed someone. <laughs> um, and were racist or, or otherwise bigoted towards somebody else. Yeah, but then, you know, uh, uh, up another category where they're slightly more of a porn site now. Yep. So here's the top hundred on someone's Twitter. Mm-hmm. Um, so in the top 100, number one, Critical Role. Uh, this was total payout from August 2019 until October of 2021. So in that, what, 18 month span? Yeah. Give or take. Uh, 20, no, two, two month, two year span. Critical Role made nearly $10 million, $9.6 million. They're number one. Then, I mean, there are... This is just ad revenue. Right, just their ad revenue. Uh, Then you go down the list. I don't know any of these people until number 25, and I know of Shroud. Never watched their channel before. Don't know anything about them other than I've heard their name. Um, I'm a big fan of uh, their coverage. Shroud coverage. uh, uh, Then number 46 is Ninja... He made $1.3 million off of Twitch. Well, to be fair, this is also... uh, Isn't this the time frame where Ninja was off of Twitch for ages? Yeah. Yep. That happened in late 2019, early 2020, I think. Then after that, the next person I know, or know of anyways, I guess technically Rocket League. Is that like their official Twitch or their esports Twitch I channel? So. Rocket League, one point two million. That's number sixty one. Um, yep, that's it. Th- those are the only ones that I know <laughs> know of out of a hundred. But yeah, the the link to that is in the uh, which article was this? The uh, where's that from? DotaSports.com? dot com. Dota Sports. Dota Sports. It, the the first one in the Twitch gets leaked. Uh, show notes. Um, oh, now I'm just going to reverse them just to spite you. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> it's it's you know it's one of those, but you can just just click on the link uh, in their article, and it it takes you to the the series of tweets. So yeah, Twitch sucks to no one's surprise. Yeah, it's just uh, just kind of fascinating. Just. <laughs> There's going to be an interesting story of how this leak happened in not like a year or two, right? Oh, yeah. I can't wait. Like it's going to be the... some uh, disgruntled ex-employee that probably got sexually harassed, and right? They leaked it on 4chan. That was a, a talking point that I saw a lot of people like, you know, so, like someone who's concerned about like, you know, sexual harassment and bigotry at, at the at Twitch. Uh, leaks it on 4chan, a platform known for their sexual harassment and bigotry. Like, fuck, fair enough, I guess. Or that's one of the few places that they know of that it's going to be truly anonymous. That's true. Good point. Because think about it. There are how many places that 
claim to be anonymous actually keeps uh, records, right? Yeah. Many of uh, them? Uh, for for as shitty as 4chan, uh, this 4chan guy uh, has been, uh, they have been good about being you know, completely anonymous about everything. So, Yeah. I mean, Fair enough. There's times that 4chan does go full you know, Sherlock Holmes and figures out you know, who someone is. But you know, it takes a, a severe effort and they're too busy poring over you know, Ninja's uh, tax uh, records now. True, they got something to do to keep them busy for a while. <laughs> but yeah, that's that's what's been going on with Twitch. You got anything else you want to add at this time? Uh, what a clusterfuck. Indeed. What a hot fucking mess. Yeah. Hey, at least we have something to, uh, to talk about that's not going to be court cases for a bit. That's very true. Very true indeed. All this right. is still, like I said, developing story. So, mm. yeah, um, it could end in 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 courts, though. It very well could. Mm-hmm. Anyways, all right. So our next news article: Microsoft expands Xbox accessibility features and programs. I've seen a lot of people very very excited about this. I mean, it's a good thing. I don't say that. I mean, like, Microsoft has been actually really good about expanding uh, accessibility to gaming in the last several years. Yeah. Uh, really what kicked it off was the adaptive controller. Yeah. And they've uh, released different things over the, uh, over that time to, uh, to expand upon that. And, uh, the one thing, the, the, what interests me is actually the second story where they talk more in depth about the store tags. One, they're enforced, <laughs> which uh, yeah, coming at, well, uh, from uh, fr- from a PC gamer dealing with Steam tags, where you go to psychological horror and it's, you know Barbie's dream house. Right. <laughs> right. So uh, pa- pause for one second, and then I'll let you go back to that. What you're talking about? Um, what the Xbox Microsoft did, has done a number of things, and what Rage is talking about is one of their accessibility. Things that they're doing is tagging games in their store with uh, a number of accessibility features. So it's like you, if you want to buy a game and play it and you have, for example, colorblindness or if you suffer from mobility issues that might make it difficult for you to play a game with both hands or a certain controller or whatever, they've got a number of, of tags. Uh, they're, they're launching with 20 tags. I've seen some stuff that they're talking about adding more in the future, but that that developers um, right now can. I've seen some langu- language that indicates that in the future they will have to put these tags on their games. But I think right now it's, it's sort of an opt-in system to doing it. But yeah, tags but are on the games in the storefront. They, they can't just put them on and not be part of that. Right. So that's to give our li- the, the listeners a heads up about what you're talking about. Now, continue. Uh, so uh, this is uh, talking as... Uh, even though my physical disability is not with my hands, uh, I like seeing more accessibility in gaming. So a good example of this is uh, uh, the uh, there's 20 different ones that actually I have a list over on another tab. Uh, uh, subtitles. In order to have the subtitle tag, you have to have a specific font size. And have an option to have it resized up to twice its original size. There are no microscopic uh, fonts for uh, subtitles. Uh, um, 
uh, accessibility on launch, uh, adjustable difficulties, on-demand tutorials. Uh, game can be paused, right? Yeah, which is a f- big fucking deal, actually. With so much stuff being always online or, in, you know, more hardcore titles with the pause menu not actually pausing the game. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's important. Yeah, I'm reading from uh, the actual announcement, which I could... Uh, send over uh, progress saving options, uh, both manual and auto uh, save options should be provided so that the player can continue after failure without significant loss of progress. Players must be able to load at least three prior game states. Uh, and this is just to get this tag. Games must be able to be saved manually at any point other than loading screens or in-game cinematic content. Checkpoint systems alone are insufficient to meet manual or autosave criteria. Saving state in real time, such as often seen in MMOs, alone is insignificant uh, to meet the manual or autosave criteria. Autosaves must not overwrite manual saves or vice versa. Players must be able to adjust the time interval between autosaves such that autosaves can occur as frequently as 5 minutes, barring time spent in cinematic content or pause menus. I mean, they are going hardcore on this, and I love it. Yeah. Uh, custom uh, volume controls, narrated game menu, spatial sound, adjustable text size, which is the uh, uh, tangential to the uh, subtitle one I was talking about. Color options, steady camera. Right. <laughs> so no yeah. bobbing, uh, no head a, bombing or yeah. anything like that. Camera uh, bob. The, the game must either. Not include any camera shake or camera bobbing, or there must be an option to turn these behaviors off. The game includes both camera shake and camera bobbing. It's acceptable to either provide a single option that turns off both behaviors or separate options to turn off each behavior independently. This requirement applies to both gameplay and cinematics. Damn, right? (laughs) Yeah. Um... Text contract uh, contrast options, adjustable input sensitivity, full keyboard support, mind you, console. Yep. No button holds. Uh, uh, no quick time events. <laughs> that would be a tag that I'd love to see pop up more often, huh? Yeah. Single stick gameplay. Independ- uh, indicates that the game could be. Uh, 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 completed using only a single analog stick or D-pad along with additional buttons such as A, B, X, or Y or triggers. Text-to-speech, speech-to-text communications uh, is the last one. I mean, that's quite impressive, huh? Yeah, I'm very happy to see this. I mean, there is no reason or excuse in the 21st century to not have accessibility options in your game. There's they're They're not bad in any way. Anyone who tries to claim that accessibility options somehow diminish or, you know, reduce the value or enjoyment of gameplay is just an asshole. They're, you know, just an ableist asshole. So the fact that Microsoft is doing this, I'm very pleased I don't, I don't, I mean, you know, it's still Microsoft. It's still a, a horrible corporation, but like, good mm-hmm. on you. Credit where credit's due. I can, you know, give you a pat on the back and be like, good job, guys. You're doing it. 
now now keep doing it. Keep doing good things like this. Um but yeah, this this will be be handy um if if they only had a better refund system. So I understand that they are going to be enforcing the the rules or not the rules but you know, the I guess the rules for the tags. They're going to be enforcing those, which is good, but still some of them can be a bit vague or could be misunderstood um or you know someone might get the impression that they're a lot more i don't I don't want to use the word useful but a lot more helpful than they actually turn out to be and then there you are stuck with a game that you can't refund that you just bought um so it would be nice to see Microsoft improve on their refund policy but it's a good fucking first step forward in in this sort of arena and a good, you know, continued step in in the way that they have treated um, gamers with disabilities. So let's see, what's the yeah, other? Yeah, it does feel weird to praise a, a corporation, doesn't it? It does. It does indeed. The other there's there's some other stuff. So I'm I'm looking for this, and one that I'll know off the top of my head is that on top of just the tags, they are adding, um, I think a few sort of system like console level disability features that while they wouldn't be as good as custom tailored things within the game, they would be useful and helpful. So the one that, that comes to mind is that, that I've, you know, know off the top of my head is they're adding a, you know, Xbox system level um, colorblindness mode where that they, um, for games that don't have their own colorblindness mode or for other content, like watching shows or movies or using other apps on, on the console, um, it's looking at what's being displayed and, and you can tell it a few basic things about like, you know, what type of color blindness that you have, how severe it is, um, you know, based within some ratings that they have. And then it does its best job to correct for that. Um, the early testing that, that I have seen people talking about with it, you know, the early experiences with it seem to indicate that the technology seems to work pretty decently for anything that's not too overly complex, you know, more, more simple scenes or scenes that don't sort of rapidly change, even if they are more complex, if they're, um, you know, for example, the background, like in a scene, like even if it's a really complicated background, as long as it's relatively still, the system seems to work pretty well. Um, and and it's one of those things that's like, you know, it's, it's better than nothing at all. And that that sounds like a backhanded compliment. Like in, in terms of like having the feature, something that works a little bit is better ha- than having something that doesn't work at all, you know, or or not having anything. That that's what I mean by that. So you know, in in that in that case, it's better than nothing. And as far as I know, Microsoft is the only company that is doing this right now. <clears throat> you know, if Sony or Nintendo or whatever has something in the works, I would imagine that they would have announced it by now. Yeah, they're also adding a night mode where it's uh, you know like the yeah uh, yeah the computer style where it turns off essentially the blue and makes everything orangish mm-hmm. uh, uh, to reduce the eye strain. They have that mode now. Um, globalization of speech to text uh, and text to speech chat settings. Um, there uh, and a lot of this is in a new. Uh, quick menu that's able to be toggled on and off without uh, going into the main home and going to settings there. Yeah. 
Uh, and they're also expanding the uh, uh, available controllers to um, more stuff there. I mean, it's just, it's impressive, like I say. Yeah. They're doing good work. Um, so just keep it up. You know, I'm always... Yeah, and, and don't be a dick. Yeah, don't be a dick. Uh, and, don't be a dick. Uh, and one other thing is they talked about what Halo Infinite uh, is going to have uh, as its accessibility options as kind of a banner for what the consoles... what they're wanting the console to have. So for subtitles, adjustable font size, uh, adjustable background opacity, uh, and uh, able color coding of uh, dialogue per speaker... Choose whether you'd like subtitles for all dialogue or just dialogue related to the narrative in the campaign. Customization of menu and gameplay font sizes. Menu narration, which adjustable narration speed for those who commonly utilize screen readers. A new mode called linear navigation that allows that lets users navigate through the UI without the need to visually see how the controls are positioned on screen to access them. Uh, option of changing the friendly and enemy colors to include more options than just red versus blue, because you mm-hmm. know, red blue color blindness. Yep. Uh, more UI settings such as HUD heads up display and reticle opacity to make it easier to identify option uh, information in the HUD text to speech and speech to text uh, options for players who want to take part in voice chat in either need to send synthesized uh, or receive voice chat as synthesized text. Uh, new customizations for players to control their sound experience with different volume sliders for various sounds in the game. Which, you know, that's a PC feature, but it's, right? Yeah, it's, uh, customize, it's Customization of both ca- uh, controller and keyboard and mouse to rebind. Adjust sensitivity and adjust taps and toggles versus holds. And a new movement assist steering feature, which allows you to use additional controls to help steer old vehicles instead of the classic look-to-steer mechanic. Oh, I hated that in Halo. Yeah, I've always hated the look-to-steer mechanic. Uh, some of these features, a lot of them, uh, are sort of like, well, you can do that on PC. Like, that's pretty standard on, on PC gaming. But I didn't want to say that and like at the in the moment to take away from, like, yeah, no, it doesn't matter. It's still well, good. Like it's a well, good step. Well, this is also uh, as much as I, it does pay me to uh, admit it at times. Uh, console gaming is still bigger than PC gaming, and it's more accessible. Oh, so yeah. making that you know easier to deal with. It would also allow these options to leak into the PC versions because let's be honest, most of the time whenever you're dealing with AAA versions. Even though it's developed on PCs, it's made with consoles in mind, and often you end up with, you know, the port of a port, right? Yeah. And it's easier to leave features in than it is to take them out, especially when it's accessibility-focused. Yeah. So, it it is a good thing overall. No, no bad, at least that I can see um you know like i said the features themselves are nothing but good if there's something bad in microsoft's implementation or something that we're unaware of like behind the scenes like that's a different you know a different matter so going from a corporation doing something good to a corporation going what the fuck yeah oh Um, boy so blizzard proves that they lack any sort of self-awareness and they're attempting to whitewash wows uh well, humor. 
So, in a recent PTR uh, patch, uh, or an upcoming well patch to the live servers, they're removing and changing different emotes and voice uh, emotes. So, as long as World of Work has been a thing, it's been a little lewd with its humor. Okay, it's been a lot lewd with its humor. And they're going back and removing things that's been there since the launch as an attempt to clean up the game. And it, it really shows more the, the developers or whoever's pushing this change is either being overreactionary in their legal issues or they don't understand why they were in trouble and think that any sort of sex joke or lewd joke is why they got in trouble instead of being just shitty people. Yeah. This feels very much like um, this sort of response is uh, like what an old or you know like honestly like what my mom does or has done with stuff in the past it's like well fine if i can't make that kind of joke then i'll just take my ball and go home i'm not gonna make any jokes so uh their message was some of these emotes uh seem to have harmless indicate intentions at a glance but when used while targeting another player their intentions turn unexpectedly suggestive or intrusive uh, and this is the update notes. Uh, and these updates are these uh, emotes are slash whistle slash spit slash moon slash drool and slash fart. While other ones are completely removed, such as kick, think, shake, and moan. Uh, two others, pounce and groan, were adjusted and four uh, new ones were added. Huzzah, magnificent, impressed, and wince. So they made it so some can't be targeted. And they're also removing voice lines. And for some of these, it makes me wonder if any of these are going to be, uh, you know, if some of these races are going to have anything left. So, mostly, WoW is split up between male and female voice lines with, uh, like, Death Knight having, uh, and Death Knight and Demon Hunter having their own individual stuff as well on top of the racial stuff. So they're removing like uh, the blood elf male. Uh, his, one of his jokes is, "Don't you wish your girlfriend was hot like me?" Well, that's transphobic. Now, gotta remove it because, right? That's that is kind of a, a funny joke, though. But I mean, uh, I, I see what you're saying. Like the overreactionary, yeah. like mm-hmm. you know, I some of them make sense to me. Like I remember, it's been years, but I remember playing WoW, and you, you know. You target someone, you hit slash moan, and it's like, you know, your character moans at whoever, and you get like an, oh, sound effect. Yeah. You know, like, I kind of get that. I get how that one is, like, kind of sketchy and creepy and can be used to, like, harass somebody. Okay, fair enough. But some of them, many of them are like, okay, like, maybe it's it's a dumb joke, or it's not all that funny, or it's a little juvenile, like, slash fart. Mm Mm-hmm. Like, whoop-de-fucking-do. Like, farts can be funny. In your general direction. Yeah. Farts can be hilarious. They Most of the time, they're not. They're just kind of dumb. But... Yeah, but Borderlands has uh, built an entire franchise of, a franchise of fart jokes. Very true. And dick jokes. Dick and fart jokes. And dick fart jokes. 
Mm. Um, So another one that they're removing is orc female. Uh, Hang on, let me. Uh, What's estrogen? Can you eat it? (laughs) See, that's another like, you know, joke that's like worth a, a chuckle that is not all that bad. And when I say not all that bad, not really bad at all. Uh, Torrid male. I know it seems strange, but I'm practically a cow. So why am I wearing leather? They removed that? Yeah, they're removing that. Why? That's on the list. Why is that being removed? I don't understand. Uh, troll male. Want some jungle love? Alright, I kind of get that. I mean, personally, I don't find that offensive, but I could see how enough people would that you... you... Uh, Undead male. Uh, once you go dead, you never go back. Well, that's just not funny. That's not that's not good at all. Uh, Pandoran female. Let me show you my kung fu grip. <laughs> oh, that one's good. That one's good. The fact that I'm I'm giggling so much though is like okay I see why they would want to take that one out. Uh, metronome uh, uh, female. I used to be a ten, but then I upgraded to an eleven. <laughs> okay. Why are they taking that out though? I get that joke. Metronome male. Why yes, I do have a vibrate setting. Why does everybody keep asking? <laughs> okay, I kind of get why they would take that one out. Uh, human female. Why does everybody automatically assume I know tailoring and cooking? I don't... I feel like that one's worse to remove than keep in. Right? Because, like, <laughs> it's like you're, you're, you know, you're kind of deconstructing, like, I mean, you know, I'm probably thinking about this way more than any of, of them did. But in a way, that kind of deconstructs the idea that, like, women you know, belong in the kitchen. Like, why does everyone just assume that I know those things? Like, I can do other stuff too. What the fuck is wrong with them? Like, that's what that says to me. Maybe I'm overthinking the, you know, the intention behind that or whatever. But anyways. Uh, Undead female. Yes, they're real. They're not mine, but they're real. (laughs) I could see why they would want to take that one out. Yeah. But at the same time, right? Yeah. it just seems like such an overreaction that, you know, Blizzard basically got caught in uh, being in trouble and they think, oh no, it's because we're, we're being too sexy. Not, you know, right. Yeah. Not the fact that, that, that they have a, a, a mount called the big love rocket, right? Yeah. Not that they had the, the Bill Cosby room and <laughs> that they openly, regularly, sexually, physically, uh, harassed, abused, verbally and emotionally abused their employees, primarily their female employees, but you know, like not not those things. The, no, no, no. Those things aren't why we're mad at them. We're mad at them because some dumb slightly racy jokes that existed in in World of Warcraft. Or, or that they uh, think that they were making dumb slightly racy jokes, not being yo, absolute assholes. Yeah. So uh, I mean, the male. I like my women. Like I like my fuses. Short, fast, and ready to blow. Yeah, I see why they'd get rid of that one, and it's also not funny. Well, it's also better with the uh, with the voice, right? True. But yeah, I mean, you know, I agree with you. This this 
thinks of like one of three possibilities. You said two, but I'm going to add a third one. Like you said, either overreaction, like, well, shit, we got to like clean everything out. We got to be pure. So it's an overreaction. Or they're wildly unaware of what the actual problem is, which I could see the the management being the ones who were, you know, completely unaware of what the actual issue is. And it's like fucking, you know, they're like, oh, those fucking, you know, libtards canceling everything. Fine. We'll, you know, we'll do this to make him happy. Or they're like, well, shit, we got to do something for some good PR. So let's go ahead and, and like pull these things out and we'll just say that it's great. We're, we're being, I great. mean, some of these are losing six or seven different entries across uh last joke and slash flirt. Yeah. Which, uh, yeah, they didn't mention adding anything, so, yeah, what's going to be left, right? Yeah. Guess we'll find out. See if they add anything. But, you know, it's... It's a mess. It's just all a fucking mess. We got sent... I mean, I'm just going to go ahead and drop this now, because it's not in the the topics list, but we were going to mention it at some point. We got sent um, two hour long videos uh, two one hour long videos from cube uh today having to do with like new issues that have popped up in the ongoing lawsuit against dumpster fire activision blizzard and it's like it's just a hot mess and we didn't have a chance to to watch them and so we're not going to talk about it really any more than i this, mean this one week. dropped uh within what 15 20 minutes of us starting to record yeah so, you know, we'll do our best to to get through those and talk about them next week. But depending on what happens, it might not even be relevant, you know? So, but yeah, we'll, it's just, it's a mess. It's a, a hot fucking mess. So, yeah. And yay. I even uh, uh, paid attention to Diablo 2's re-release. Uh, did they even go down well or did they, did they screw that one up? I don't know. I didn't see even a blip about it from anyone, anywhere. So... No news uh, is good news, maybe? Let's see. Well, uh, you're a gamer 3 out of 5, IGN 7 out of 10. Yeah. So pure cancer, right? Sounds that way. So, All right. Um, yeah, I don't know. Fuck Activision Blizzard. <laughs> I was right. about to say they're dumb, but that's not, that's not true. They're evil. All right. Uh, it seems like people are having issues with it just being like a slight upscaling and that's it, which is why some of the review scores are low because it's just, it's why do this, right? Yeah. And also some people are claiming censorship, but don't know uh, the game well enough to be able to say, you know, or they don't mention where, Oh, it looks like there is a little <laughs> bit of censorship. Uh, uh, not as gory as it was because yeah, Diablo, right? Yeah. It also seems like some of the zombies they had their butts removed. Did their butts removed? Uh, uh, it was obvious that they were naked, but they just didn't render genitals. Instead, oh, okay. they removed the butt crack. <laughs> okay, sure. Why not? Uh, so um, moving right along. Yeah, moving that right along. So our final news topic that is not community corner. Um, EA says it needs to work on, quote, real solutions for FIFA players who lose control of their spending. 
Can I can I can I give him the solution? I know the solution. Can I? Can I? Can I? Take fucking loot boxes and microtransactions out of your games. Problem solved. You'll never have that problem again if you just take that shit out. I mean, I know they're not going to, but that's the solution to your problem. Uh, that's your final solution? That is... <laughs> Hail the final solution. Uh, yeah. So... For those who haven't been paying attention, FIFA is rather baggedy with microtransactions, primarily around its premier mode, which it tries to funnel people into. Uh, the ultimate team mode, where you buy packs, uh, loot boxes, to get virtual cards of various players to uh, you know, build your ultimate FIFA team. And people spend stupid amounts of money on it and it's a large portion of EA's uh, yearly revenue and they're uh, now uh, trying that yeah maybe some people do have a problem never mind that they made 1.62 billion dollars yeah uh, EA and, and mind you that's not FIFA sales that's just ultimate team sales. One point six two billion dollars. According to this article, it was twenty nine percent of EA's total net revenue for the fiscal year of twenty twenty one. So I do understand why they're reluctant. They're still evil motherfuckers. But, right? Yeah. I mean, that's that's a lot of fucking money. To put it, you know, mildly. But, you know, fuck them. I just, yeah. That's the, that's the solution. If, if This is a problem that you manufactured. You know what this, the actual solution is. And all this song and dance is just for PR bullshit. And I mean, I don't, I don't expect them to do anything. I don't expect them to actually do it. What I do expect is they'll put a few like speed bumps in the way and be like, ah, yes, we fixed the problem by putting these tiny speed bumps in the way that don't actually do anything to really deter spending, but they look nice. Yeah. I was just looking up GDPs of countries because, right. Yeah. I'm sure one point whatever billion dollars is a lot more than than small countries, Mm -hmm. a number of small countries. I mean, it still goes far down the list, and this is listed in millions, so. But, yeah, the fact that this is, this is even the the company, this is microtransactions. Yeah. Yeah, I don't want to call a country then have it wrong on that one, so. Ooh, uh, but do they even say what they're planning on doing, or is it just you know, is this you know trying to get get good PR as UK is, is trying to clamp down on this and write laws for it? You know, uh, out of everything the UK is doing wrong these days, right? Yeah, let me read you the first two, three lines from this article. It'll tell you everything you need to know. EA has said it needs to work on, quote, real solutions for FIFA players who lose control of their spending, but 
it failed to commit to fundamentally change the way FIFA's controversial Ultimate Team monetization works, even in the face of potential change in UK law. That's that's all you need to know. So they also have a bit with uh, the chief expense uh, experience officer, Chris Brozero. Uh I do think we need to talk about the extreme. I think we need to uh, work on real solutions for those players who find themselves in the extreme situation that they've lost control of their time. Uh, of their time where they're spending. I agree. And again, we're taking action. We're not just talking. We're taking action. We're putting more information in front of players. We're driving awareness around parental controls. Because, yeah, that's the real problem. It's the parents' problem. It's not our problem. It's the parents that fucked up and bought an E-rated game that has a, a, a slot machine in it. Now, I think I know what the next gym is going to be about, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> right? Yeah. Looking forward to, <laughs> to that. Uh, and we uh, uh, put it in uh, preview packs, as you know. We're ready to continue to engage in solutions. We really are. However, when asked if EA would go as far as uh, consider removing the ability to spend real-world money in FIFA loot boxes, he said, The ability to spend real-world money in the game represents a choice for players. Oh, you can hear Jim Sterling on this one, huh? Yep. Yep, yep, yep. But uh, he does claim that 8 out of 10 FIFA players do not spend money at all. That is... Crazy numbers. If they cl- if this claim is true, twenty percent of FIFA players is spending one point six two billion dollars. That's absurd, huh? Yeah, I'm inclined to believe that based on a lot of numbers that we have previously seen about how many people you know actually spend. But also, like, and not all of this is the whales. This is people that, uh, you know, suffer from gambling addictions. This is people that don't understand that, you know, th- these are kids that don't understand that this is real money they're spending. <laughs> yeah, this is their college fund, or was their college fund. Now it's going to be useless in a year. Right. Because these uh, transactions, they don't transfer over because, of course, they don't. I think that's the other thing that kind of gets me is that, you know, every year they wipe the slate clean and they still get one and a half bill or over one and a half billion dollars on a program that has a set obsolescence date by design, mm-hmm. right? Yep, that's just absurd to me. I mean, if this, if you know, if FIFA was, you know, like if on, let's say, the World Cup cycle, and every year it got a DLC update for the next uh, you know, roster update, or you know, a, a, a DLC pass that you know, was the year's roster updates, it would make slightly more sense to spend into the Ultimate Teams. But the fact that within a year, everything that you bought in-game is gone. Right? Yep. Because yep, the main core audience is going to continue on to the next title. I'm just baffled. 
You you can't see me. I'm making like a. Like right, an and, and believe me, I'm glad I can't see you. <laughs> I'm I'm just making a face like I don't like I don't know what to say. You, you're right. It's all bullshit. All this is bullshit. So it doesn't stop people from doing it, though. Of course. Because, you know, it's over a quarter of EA's revenue now. And it's just this one microtransaction. That's the thing. It's this one microtransaction. Yep. It's not microtransactions in general. It's, well, what, what did I say? 29%? It's this one microtransaction. Suddenly it makes a lot more sense why they've uh, you know, been evil and fighting uh, tooth and nail to keep it. Does it make them less evil, but it makes it slightly more understandable? Still fuck them, yeah. though. Fuck them. Assholes. So, uh, speaking of assholes? Yeah. Y- yes. <laughs> um, so, let's let's move on to our community corner. Well, well, before we get started, if you wish to contribute, you could do so vglpodcast at gmail.com. Tweet it to us, vglpodcast, or drop by the Discord, which you can find over at vglpodcast.podbean.com. Indeed. Okay, now assholes. Uh, and we're talking about, uh, actually, I'm not sure uh, who's the asshole here. I don't think it's the, you know, I don't think it's Jim. Well, most of the time. <laughs> if this was r slash am I the asshole, this would be uh, ESH. Everyone sucks here. Probably. <laughs> um, anyways, let's see. Which one is the first one? Uh, ah, Grand Theft Auto modders that tried to get around DMCA claim get walloped with Take-Two lawsuit. I'm opening up the article right now. So basically, this is uh, stemming from a remaster, if I'm reading this correctly, of uh, the GTA trilogy, the 3D trilogy. Uh, yeah. That uh, up until recently, you know, nobody really thought much of because, right? Uh, but you know, Rockstar's got to you know make even more money. So hey, let, let's re-release uh, GTA, but only this time it's yeah you know, the. Older GTAs and not GTA 5 again, right? Yeah. Essentially what happened, though, is there were some some modders who were um, working on the, uh, you know, the remaster project or whatever. Um, and they were uh, had it had their mod taken down and they fi- used the sort of the fair use and filed a counterclaim. And after a couple weeks of Take Two not responding to the counterclaim, GitHub restored the project, uh, put it back up. But uh, Take Two's lawyers did not uh, take kindly to that. They sent a notice to GitHub and are launching uh, a lawsuit in the state of California. Um, yeah, this was the reverse engineering project, not the remaster project. Yeah, uh, basically sprucing up. Uh, versions of GTA 3 and Vice City. Uh, yeah. Uh, I, I, uh, because they talk about uh, quite a few things uh, here, and there was a, a long list of uh, GTA mods that got DMCA'd recently. So, right? Yeah. So this so they- one is actually the reverse engineering to basically improve the game. So the lawsuit that that Take Two filed, though, um, or the initial filing—I don't, you know, I don't know exactly where it is in the process—but it, it says um, 
their statement was defendants are well aware that they do not possess the right to copy, adapt, or distribute derivative GTA source code or the audiovisual elements of the game, and that doing so constitutes copyright infringement. Defendants even stated publicly that he was very much worried about Take-Two's discovery of the RE3 and REVC projects, and when Take-Two attempted to remove defendants' infringing source code from the internet, at least three defendants uh, acting in at least one instance with other defendants participating in uh, direction knowingly filed bad-faith counter-notifications that materially misrepresented the legality of their content, apparently claiming that because they allegedly reverse-engineered the game's source code, they somehow cannot be liable for copyright infringement. So, yeah. I think I, I think that Take-Two is much, much, much more the asshole here. Mm-hmm. I think the only thing that these guys did in making this uh, mod or yeah, these mods... The bear. Yeah, they poked the bear, and also, like, they did the thing that you never do. You keep your fucking mouth shut, and when you're done, you launch it, you tell everybody, and then when they say, take this shit down, like, it's too late. Once it's out there on the internet, it's out there forever. Yeah, like, uh, there was a, uh, uh, this, uh, essentially a combination of the old Streets of Rage games, one through three, plus a bunch of new stuff. Uh, and they told nobody until it was released. And then they got hit with the DMCA, but hey, it was too late. It was already released. Whoops. Yeah. Which I know. I know that- uh, it, uh, a 2D brawler versus, you know, a re... Uh, uh, yeah, uh, yeah, reverse engineering uh, some of the stuff in GTA to try to improve the game. At least if I'm reading this correctly. Uh, right. Uh, two very different things. Yeah. So. Yeah, I mean, I think that, um, you know, take too much more of the asshole here, but this whole situation still sucks. So. Yeah. Uh, and we've also seen other you know GTA mods going dark and either disappearing from the web or just shutting down. Uh, because Take Two is becoming more and more assholish. Yeah, because they uh, talk about uh, GTA Underground, which is one that I heard in passing, but didn't know enough about it. it was essentially trying to unite the three three uh, D era games uh, uh, into essentially one map, which would have been absolutely massive. Yeah, that would have been huge. Uh, while also including some uh, custom content and also uh, some other gameplay as well from a couple of other Rockstar games of the era. But due to the increasing hostility towards the mining community and imminent danger of our material and financial well-being, we officially ceased the production of GTA Underground and have been and have taken all downloads offline. Uh, and they released a video called The End, which was just a credits with uh, it saying The End at the end. I mean, just, right? Yeah. I mean, there's kind of two sides of the coin here, because we see you know, Take-Two you know, being complete assholes to modders and uh, scaring off their most passionate of fans, because modding is not easy. You you know this one to, uh, personally. Yeah. Yeah, modding is not easy. It's it takes and, a lot of time and effort and trial and, and error. 
And that's just, uh, you know, very, very basic modding on your end, which I know. Saying basic modding sounds like it's uh, being dismissive of what you were doing, but right? Yeah, no, yeah, no, absolutely. What I was doing was very basic. Editing script files and text files, like, I was not doing anything in terms of, like, adding graphics and, and doing any of the... Uh, or like, AI logic or... Or AI any- logic or anything like that, like, yeah. Uh, and for something like this, it requires a lot of expertise, a, a, a large team, years of dedication. These are their most loyal and supportive fans, and they're chasing them off. And then we have the other side of the coin, where the modders get essentially exploited to fix the game. See Bethesda. I mean, it's just shitty on both sides, but this one feels worse, you know? Where seeing years of work on a passion project that you know, could lead to somebody joining uh, the game industry be thrown away because an executive got upset. Right? Yeah. And, uh, you know, my, my first response to that is like, boo fucking who? But, like, they got all the money and all the power. So, like, boo fucking who me on mm-hmm. that, you know? So. So, yeah. uh, speaking of executives uh, being assholes. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so, yeah, yeah. Uh, so remember, uh, what was it? I guess a, about a year or so ago. I don't know. When, time, when the, time when the isn't Avengers real. game uh, launched. Uh, I know. The, the, nobody paid attention to it for a good reason. The game sucks. Uh, and they tuned down the XP because people are going to, through the content too quickly. And they also, before the game launched, promised that they would have only cosmetics in that microtransaction store. Well, guess what? <laughs> right. Uh, they just added XP boosters. Yep. Oh. Yep, so and the Saturday community night, is pissed. So, yeah, Saturday yep. Night Live Avengers now has XP boosters and uh, direct uh, buying of power. And while it is essentially a PvE game, it's shitty because, yo, it's going back on the word of what they said. Yeah, which, I mean, I'm not surprised. We called this way back. We were like, yeah, they're going to add them at some point. We don't know when, but they'll add them at some point. Here we are. Mm-hmm. I mean, pretty it much... sucks being it, right all the time. Uh, pretty much whenever there's an adjustment downwards on experience because they're, people are going through content too quickly, is a major red flag, because that's something that they could add back in later for microtransactions. Yep. Uh, uh, Shadow of Mordor, uh, the, like, the last one, uh, when they removed all the microtransaction XP boosts, they had to actually rebalance the last portion of the game, because it was too grindy without them. <laughs> right? Yeah, that, 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 that's an example of why I'm always against these XP boosts and these skip pay to skip mechanics. Is that the games are often designed with those in mind that somebody buys at least one of them, so that you know 
you're not going through this tedious gameplay. But the thing is that if the gameplay is tedious, why the fuck would somebody buy these? Yeah, but they do. People do. I mean, you know, the tune of billions in the industry. Yeah. And I I don't blame the people who buy them. Um, Especially Especially ones that, you know, just have a couple hours to play uh, in the evenings, maybe one or two days a week that want to play their shooter. But because the game is so damn grindy, you're not going to keep up with the kids that, you know, play it from the time they get home from school to the time that they're shouted at to do their homework. Yeah. Right? Yep. Man, that's too real. That was me today. <laughs> I should uh, not I should not have yelled, but I he made me so mad. Uh-oh. Story time. I mean, it's just my kid being a kid. Got home from school, didn't want to do his homework, you know, bargained like, "All right, you can have a break." And then after, you know, then you do your homework. Set a timer. Timer went off. I don't want to stop. I want to keep playing. And as as a gamer, I understand it's like, okay, I need to get to a safe spot. Fine. That's one thing. But it's like, he's like, no, I don't want to. I just want to keep playing. I don't want to do this. I'm like, buddy, you're going to lose the privilege to get to play games when you come home from school if you can't be trusted to do a break and then do your homework and stuff. And he was... We we went rounds tonight. He wound up going to bed a little early. That's how I was able to rot, watch part of the uh, California lawsuit video. Was that my kid got in trouble and went to bed early tonight? Yeah, well, that would do it, huh? Would do it. Just paint, you know, just just normal parent stuff, like you do, right? As one does. But anyways, yeah. Uh, I mean, is there a lot to talk about here outside of? Called it, right? I'm yeah, not, I don't think so. Called it. I mean, I don't have a really a horse to, in this one because, honestly, the game looked pretty shitty to me, so I didn't want to bother with it. Even even on Game Pass, it didn't look like it was worth my time. It. I would... Okay, let's put it this way. Between this and Fallout 76, I, I'd be downloading Fallout 76. Damn. <laughs> that's saying something and for those who don't know I absolutely hated what they did to Fallout uh, in Fallout 76 hell I hated what they did uh, to Fallout in Fallout 4 and Fallout 4 is 10 times the game Fallout 76 is indeed and that's 10 times what it is now not on launch where it was like yo. Know, 10,000 times. Yep. I can't. I don't. I, I like Fallout 4, okay? It's got a lot to be desired, but it's it's fun. But yeah, Fallout 76 is... Oof. It, it has a lot to be desired, as in Fallout New Vegas. Or, you know, just sitting and reading a book, or doing some cleaning, or taking a nap. Fighting with Krim's uh, bookmark manager to, you know, clean out uh, all the dead links in my, my bookmarks. There you go. <laughs> Much better and more fun ways to spend your time. Also, uh, yo, just yo, taking a grapefruit spoon and jabbing myself in the eyes more fun than Fallout 76. More entertaining, at least. And better graphics. 
Definitely better graphics. Uh, especially on the side that ha- you know, no longer has an eye. <laughs> uh, less latency. <laughs> uh, may- maybe as many glitches? I mean, you've still got your other eye. So that one's... Jury's out on that one. But anyways. Uh, we're milking this joke to death, so should we just move on? Yeah. So that's it for our news topics tonight uh, in our community corner. Um... Where can they, one more time, where can they send us stuff? Uh, VGLpodcast at gmail.com. You can tweet us, VGLpodcast, on the Twitter or drop by the Discord, which you can find over at VGLpodcast.podbean.com. Indeed. So, I would like to request to not do uh, Discovery Q, but to read you... Oh, boy. To read you the final... Or not the final, but for tonight, the final one. All right, I'm going into this blind. I haven't read this one. I skipped it on purpose so we could all listen together. I mean, you know, obviously in real time, you and I are going to know what's going on before the listeners do. But to them, we're all going to get this for the first time together. So. I'm scared. Trump rally. Oh, boy. Into... <laughs> Interior. Big Arby's in South Y, Oklahoma. <laughs> President Trump forces himself on a podium. President Trump. I just had a phone call with the economy. Jobs poured out of the phone. Great jobs. Tall jobs. Steve Jobs. All at Kinko's. The crowd cheers. It is full of real American man with hard hat, man with harder hat, gun that is alive. President Trump continued, The United States is doing so good. Other countries are on fire. All the people on fire. Hot fire, too. Not us. Our flag is so beautiful. President you know, Trump... Consider, considering he uh, talked about how uh, it was... Uh, what was it? Water... Uh, uh, the, the wetness of water at one point? Yes. Yeah, this feels a little bit optimistic for Trump. Uh, that, that's what I'm looking for. That this is, uh, yeah, like Trump on a tr- Trump before he sundowned, <laughs> right? Okay, where where was I? Uh, President Trump salutes a flag that says Arby's food is fine to eat. The crowd howls. They love this flag of America. Why is there a question mark? President Trump continued. I signed a bill. No more swamp. Swamp gone. Swamp is in Mexico now. It's on fire. Great deal for us. The crowd chants. The, the crowd chants. Four more swamps. Four more swamps. President Trump continued. Foreign powers cheat us. Canada steals our milk. China steals our milk. We only had one glass of milk left. Obama drank it. Not fair. The crowd boos. They wanted that milk. President Trump continued. But like, <laughs> but like President Ronald Rogaine, I will bring back the milk. The crowd roars. They still want that milk. President Trump continued, A wall of milk. No criminals get through. Democrats want criminals to have milk. No way. Milk comes from, <laughs> milk comes from coal. We'll dig it up. All of the words are mispronounced. The crowd cheers. They hate pronunciation. They love milk. They all start digging. The end. 
Oh. oh, that that felt too real to me. Too uh, too on the nose. Oh my god! But funny. If only Trump could have existed in in that context, in that context alone. Like, haha! Wouldn't it be funny if Trump was president? I bet this is what he would say. Like, then it would be hilarious. But we lived through that for fucking 8,600 years. And people fucking want that again, dipshits. Really? uh, Tell me how you really feel. (laughs) Oh, yeah. All right. Uh, Hey, Rach, now that we've done that, (laughs) why don't you uh, hit him with them socials? Oh, I've been Caffeine Rage. You can find me over on Twitter, Gaming with CR. Uh, you can find me on Steam, Caffeine Rage. And you've been? Gaming Psychologist. You can find me on the YouTubes by searching for Gaming Psychologist on Twitter, at JMA4707, where I shitpost things um, and talk about how I'm an old man. Um, that's, that's a pretty consistent thing, me discovering more and more ways that I'm an old man. Um, if you want to see me stream, well, not me stream, but be on streams about uh, tabletop games, uh, head over to twitch.tv slash runicarts. I play a horrible uh, bastard in a Vampire the Masquerade game, and we're starting a Battletech game. They listen to me talk about it for long enough that I think I brainwashed them into wanting to play the game of Big Stompy Robots. So, yay! Uh, so, uh, was this you or your character? Because we have established you are a terrible person. Yes. Yes. My character is an extension of all the terrible things I want to do, but don't, because I don't want to go to jail. That involves murder, torture, and eating people. Very graphic torture. In detail, described how I would torture and murder someone. So... If if you are, are squeamish, you 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 know all the content warnings, all of them: sex, nudity, violence. Uh, uh, yeah, and even your character might be dude at some point. Yeah, not just you. Yeah, I'm doing the whole thing. I'm in naked. It's I'm not streaming video though, so I get to just enjoy being naked in here on my own. Well, well so you could just add, uh, go to the. Twitch uh, hot tub stream and be fine. <laughs> I'd, I'd be too hot for them. No, probably I probably wouldn't be too hot for them. They wouldn't want me around, but not because I'm too hot. Well, well, you would be pretty sweaty. I, you know what? You're right. I would be very sweaty. Anyways, that's that's all my things. So scrolling all the way back up to the top of things. Uh, once again, if you was to contact us for some reason, if you're still around, vglpodcast.podbean, uh, sorry, vglpodcast at gmail.com with your letters, voicemails, game-related topics. Tweet them to us, vglpodcast on the Twitter, or drop uh, our website, vglpodcast.podbean.com, which has links to all our stuff, uh, has a link to the Discord, has the RSS feed, if you used to share the love. Or you can find us on your podcatcher of choice. And of course, the show notes with links to everything. And we'll see how badly Jared mangled the show notes last week. I'm not looking forward to that mess. 
If you wish to help fund the show, you can do so over at patreon.com slash podcast. Our lovely, lovely patrons are to blame for this absolute madness. You should feel ashamed of yourselves. But not so ashamed that you don't give us money. Uh, of course. Uh, or you could be like Jared and just have no shame. I was literally about to say, or just, just be like me and don't give a fuck. Uh, our intro and outro music is on the ground by Kim McLeod. You can find his work over at incomputech.com and... As always, as his lovely music starts to roll across my voice. Bye now. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.